Welcome to episode 24 of the Film Yarns podcast with your hosts, Jack and Charles. This week we saw Dark City, which is a 1998 neo-noir science fiction film directed by Alex Proyas, starring Rufus Sewell, Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, Richard O'Brien and William Hurt. Uh, primarily shot at Fox Studios Australia. The film was jointly produced by New Line Cinema. Blah, 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 blah. Um, there's no point <laughs> in me reading half of that. Um, apparently, one thing that was interesting is that you they reused some of the sets for the filming of The Matrix, which, like, massively overshadowed oh. Dark City um, in terms of, like, yeah. audience uh, critic or audience acclaim and, and, and box office... Um, uh, funds because this only just sort of just made a profit and then now it's yeah, I guess it's well, seen as I a mean, cult classic <laughs> is it really a cult classic what, 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 do, you, do you not think mm. is it not cult or is it not classic I do remember thinking oh it could be cult it probably isn't that probably shouldn't be called classic really know, like <laughs> nah, man, I actually, you're tripping. I remember, I remember thinking, um, I remember thinking how interesting this film was the first time I watched it. Like when I was going to watch it last night, and as I was watching, I was just like, "Fuck, I must have been on some other shit the first time I was watching it because I, I have no idea what is going on." <laughs> but um, you know that, that <laughs> I also I was trying to like figure out who Anna was the time where I'd seen her before, but now I realize that she was in um, Rec Room for a Dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, yeah cause I've been, Connelly, she's in like, Snowpiercer that I've movie. been watching lately, <laughs> which is really good. Well, it's not really good, but it's pretty good on Netflix. What is it? Snowpiercer. What's it called? Snowpiercer. Oh, right. The, the show. The American, yeah. the serialization of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, I, I think you'd like it. Not as is it as good as the movie? I would say it's better. It's just because it's more fleshed out, and all it is, it's just like all the issues that arise in like real world, like geopolitics condensed down to a train. And like, so it's a really good illustration of corruption and power and how, you know, like they have a revolution and they have a new president and they're like, yeah, like, you know, it's all going to be good now. And then it's like martial law straight away. Like we need to maintain order. (laughs) And just all the like, like standard stuff happens. And then they like, you know, they suddenly turn on the new leader and they're like, no, now we want this guy. Like, and it's just, and there's all these behind the scenes, mm. like murders and shit, just to keep everything under control. And it's just like, it's just really like accurate illustration of like, you know, the real world, the real earth, because it is, you know, it's like a vessel that hosts us in the same way, but they, you know, use a train in Snowpiercer to kind of illustrate that. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, obviously, like, um, the train can also just be considered, like, the movement forward of progression or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think just a normal sense of, like, uh, politics hopefully moving forward. But as we've seen, it's we're kind of, like, stuck in some weird, like, non-time. Yeah. I, I guess, like, using the train, it, it's, a, it's a way for people to kind of visualize because, well... Earth appears stagnant, kind of like from the ground level. It's not. It doesn't feel like we're sharing a ship, even though we are on a cosmic. Yeah, level. yeah. And so when when yeah, you have the train guess... to illustrate that, it, it makes people like, oh, okay, so we're on the train, so we've only got the the resources that are on the train to like survive. Yeah. So we've got to like figure it out from that. 
Whereas yeah, on Earth, people are like, we're warming, fuck economy. that, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, which I guess is like a big issue around like how we should approach ecological concerns and crises. Like, do we try to be, do we try to consider ourselves like of Earth, or do we try to like distinctly make it so that we're really not of Earth and start to treat it as like um, something that we can directly treat rather than like try and become more like natural? And it's it's a it's a hard one. Mm. But anyway, what was get, your segue from before? My segue was that, uh, and I think this works with the uh, cold classic nature of it. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's try and tease out the uh, the spiral logic of Dark City. Let's, let's, <laughs> oh, let's yeah. figure it out. <laughs> and it was probably more snappy when it wasn't recording, but that's always the case, I think. But yeah, it's spiral logic in Dark City. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get what you're saying. Are you trying to say like what what did what was the meaning of the spirals? In like the on the yeah, bodies. It, I think that I think that the film itself is based on a spiral logic. Like I think that uh, you can't tell whether or not it's going from the inside out or the outside in. It's a very confusing film. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like because it's a noir, so usually that means that like someone has come from the from the outside in, and they're trying to figure out who. But like obviously in this sense, like someone someone inside is like woken up or can, can you... like use the. Can you clarify uh, the for me, shooting? the layman, what what actually is a noir? Like I know, you know, neo noir, but what does what is the meaning of that applied to film genres? Um, as far as I'm aware, the noir just means black. Like yeah, a, French so does it film mean like new and like, dark? No, no, it's just like French film film. French film theorists were trying to figure out a way of classifying this new form of Hollywood film, which was black and white. And so they just call it a noir film, but it usually involves um, a couple of like stock standard characters. Like you'll have like a PI or um, a detective, right? And you'll also have like a femme fatale. And oftentimes people will be chasing each other around in circles, and there'll be some sort of revelation. But usually, like someone has come from the outside in and has caused a problem, and now everyone's trying to figure out what happened, only to realize that this problem had always been going on. So is it just a coincidence that's, that's sort that of like a, a lot of noir films are dark in this like setting? Like as I in think they that look it's dark. Just like a Obviously dark city. I think yeah, well I think it's a, a reflection of the period of time as well. Like the the high instance of urbanization. Lots of people were living in cities. There's like probably the instance of like suburban paranoia and like um, urban paranoia of just like people were living closer and closer together but with less and less connection. Mm. Yeah, so I think it reflects a lot of concerns of the time. Um, going back to the what you were saying about the lack of cult classic status, are, do you, are you saying that you, <laughs> you you didn't think this was that good? You don't think it's that worthy? Because like I, I, my like judgment was just that I was watching a few reviews last night and it was getting a lot of praise yeah. from like. There's a YouTuber called Oliver Harper who does like tons of film reviews and like I, you know, his opinions are pretty good. And like Roger Ebert yeah. um, thought it was like the best film uh, of '98. Yeah. You know, like really? he's pretty well, you know, he's pretty well regarded in film reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all love a little bit of Rob, Rog, uh, Roger Ebert, mm. but that's interesting. That's interesting that he thought so much of it. Um, yeah. When did he die? 2013. Okay, so because I know that his website still runs, but it's like it works under the name of Roger Ebert. No, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just someone else. We've referenced it, but a few that's times interesting on the pod. I think, even. yeah, 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 for sure. That's interesting that they thought it was so good. I don't know, like, um, I, 
couldn't figure out what was happening the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I found it quite linear. <laughs> like I didn't find it that, and I'm pretty bad at following films. I would say. Well, I guess more than anything, like I wanted to try and figure out what it was trying to say, right? Because like, um, so people have been abducted from, let's say, Earth or whatever, and put yeah. on this spaceship. Yeah. In which these alien beings. So they're a dying are trying to figure race. out what the yeah. Yeah, they're trying to figure out what makes human like what's 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 human being? What is yeah. that natural state of humanness? Yeah. Um or like I think they talk about a sense of individuality. Like it doesn't matter if you're a cop one day and I don't know, a newspaper salesman the next, like there's some sort of individuated relationship where you can find your life through that or something. I don't know. And I guess what is that? Why? Why were I they trying the to figure that thing, out? I think like with the um, what are the what are those guys called? Um, I forget now. The aliens. Uh, I have no idea. Anyway, the tuners. They, yeah, well, they we'll use tuning. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's like it's just a very you know um, basic sort of pseudo spiritual perception of humanity and existence where the tuners are sort of they're all the same they're all you know non-unique beings they're just kind of like these you know senseless like aliens and then it's kind of trying to say like every human has a unique soul we're not just made up of our Mm. experiences and, and memories um but like and that's why when they rewrite their memories each night um it's still the same person and and they retain, you know, Mm. it's saying like they retain some of their memories in their soul rather than just in their brain. Mm. And and so that's what they were getting wrong the whole time because they only work on the brain. And at the end he's like, you won't find it in here uh, when he taps his head. Yeah, Um, that was stupid. And it's just sort of, it's just sort of the cheesy, like, oh, humans have a soul. That was so bad. That ending was terrible. It wasn't great. And also, um, I don't know if this was purposeful, but the scene with Jennifer Connelly on the jetty, it's like the exact same as mm. in Requiem for a Dream, um, yeah. where he has that flashback. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure that out either. Hey, well, I, I went. I, and it's I also Jennifer we, Connelly. It's it. like a bit meta because it's it's not the same character, but it's yeah. the same actress. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, in that case, like the way you've explained it, I obviously did get the film. Then I just yeah, that's what I mean. There's nothing. Because, you're not missing anything. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's beyond that. Well, I thought I wondered because like. They were like, okay, so like, you know, we, we mix and match your memories and we try and figure out what it is that makes you a person. But like, obviously, what there must be misunderstanding, like a sense of like negativity or whatever, because like what made Murdoch a person was that he believed in something that wasn't real. So like the thing that pushes you forward, the thing that makes you you is the thing that isn't there that you believe in. You know what I mean? What was the like, thing he that wasn't that real? Beach was real. Shell Beach? Oh, right. Uh, he believes that wasn't real. I mean, he believes that was real, and it pushes him forward to kind of seek the truth. But like, well, it's that absence of he makes the thing that is. Ne- yeah, exactly. But like, it's that absence of the thing, but that you believe is part, like a constituent part of you that produces the like humanness. You know what I mean? Like the lacking piece of you that pushes you forward to act creatively or labor or whatever. Yeah. And keep thinking like. The aliens are like, what is it? What is it? It's obviously the not bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like. That yeah. it's like, how could how could you think that like this thing that doesn't exist? Like, well, maybe that's the thing that pushes you forward. You know what I mean? It's like um, like any fantasy or any like any belief in a, like progression is that like 
you can return to this time when you had it at all, when it was like happy and you didn't have to worry. And that doesn't that never existed. Like even when you're a kid and you think like, oh, you know, I miss being a kid. I had no responsibilities. You know how fucked up kids are. Like <laughs> that shit sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it's that it's that thinking of a time when it wasn't like bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to say that everything is bad all the time, but that like there's a real like rose tinted glasses for things that you used to have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I guess like that's the problem of the like, and I guess that's the problem of the collective mind is that they actually have all they have it all already. You know what I mean? Like, who are the aliens? Because or... together they're yeah, because together their knowledge of everything, like together their knowledge is infinite. Right. So their their problem they think, is like, that well, they think that they're missing something. Well, the problem is that they don't realize that it's the missing thing that makes you like. Yeah, well, that, that they, drives you forward. But <laughs> they're trying to get a thing that doesn't mm. exist. They think that's it the, exists, and that's why they fail. Yeah. Okay. I, that's I, the, I, that's I their problem. That's why they start. Does that? Yeah. Does that? I don't know. I think that like that's sort of a satisfying answer because like the other thing that I thought was interesting is when the Mister Book or Mister Hand or whatever his name is gets injected with Murdoch's memories, he goes and starts killing women. And it's just like, oh, you know, that's the thing about instincts. We can't direct them. We can only follow where they point or whatever. Mm. Mm. And so he, so he sort of kind of gets it in that light. It's like, well, there is something that just pulls you along. Obviously, probably shouldn't be murdering women in, like, absolutely terrifying ways. But, like... Yeah. yeah. I do, yeah. And I think the main, the main point is just that, uh, well... The film is trying to say there's more to being human than just uh, your experience and the, the physical, mm. you know, what we biologically know as comprising what it, what a human is. So, it's saying, yeah, mm. so like Murdoch with those memories isn't a murderer because he has a clean soul and, he, you know, it's not in his soul to murder. Whereas uh, Mr. Hand, who's injected, is happy to murder because he doesn't have the extra bit that directs his actions in a holy way uh, because he's not, you know, he's not spiritually blessed with the, the human spirit that <laughs> directs us uh, to, to not do bad things. Even though, like, personally, I kind of mostly believe that most of what people do is due to their experiences and, and you know, like, you are mostly made up of, obviously, your DNA and, yeah. you know, you have certain, like, precondition and, you know, how you look is determined by mm. your parents. But uh, most of your decision-making, I would say, is derived from uh, what happens to you in your life. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I think that, I like, mean, part of your brain of chemistry your is inherited, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's no getting by any sort of, like, neurological um, things that you might inherit or that might be activated from... I don't know, various things. Same with, like, um, the expression of various, like, genetic um, idiosyncrasies does exist, but, like, I think I think the problem is that it, it doesn't have anything to do with, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, uh, you know, blessed soul or clean slate or anything like that, but just that, like, um, there's no way to fully follow the same person again. Like, that's what they keep misunderstanding by, like, by continuing to like can um, place different people in different places and try and figure out what it is that makes them who they are, it's just the fact that you have to keep doing that. You know what I mean? Like it's impossible to keep replicating the same thing, and thus like that must be the thing. 
I guess, yeah, I guess the motivation for their experiment is kind of like, so if we if we make this guy into this guy and see what he does, and then we change his mm. entire memory to this, does he do any, does he act in, like, are there any actions that carry over separate from the mm. memories and they're trying to observe that? Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, because, I mean, they, like, they turn, you know, poor people rich... <laughs> and I guess that would be something in that, like, do they treat people the same way? or they, There's all sorts of things like that. But I guess, like, the other thing, and I wondered if if you would agree with me as well, is, like, I wondered if the, the director was trying to deal with, like, like technocracy, like, um, in the way that, like, politics was trying to categorize people and try to figure out how to run, um, a, like, a social a society uh, perfectly by saying like okay you have this person this person this person this person how can we appeal to them in a way that they'll continue to do the same thing all the time <laughs> and that's the same with like the 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 city that keeps on changing is that like it's constantly developing but it's just the same shitty like closed in city all the time yeah you know what I mean and like and I'm... they're trying to figure out how to like create these like I guess automatons and it's, it's they're constantly always fucking it up there's no way to fully do it yeah I do like just how well this film, compared to others that are similar, like with the Metropolis sort of vibe, how well this captures mm. like the dystopian feeling because it, uh, like the scenery is very well done. Like it's such a good looking film um, in terms of, because it's like the Truman Show, but it's dark all the time yeah. as well. And there's like, it's more of a built up city. It's just like... <laughs> it's like nighttime in New York constantly and mm, and yeah. the people are like zombies in a way because they can't it's like I love for like when he kind of tries to like break the third wall when he's just like when was the last time you remember doing something in the day or and he's like do you mm. know how to get to Shell Beach and he's like yeah and he's like okay so how and then he's kind of like oh will you just mm. uh, uh, give me a minute here and then it's just like sort of break it's like that cognitive dissonance and like seeing that you know because you can get that sort of thing to come about in the real world mm. where like someone is just so you know consumed in whatever world they're in with whatever they do that they're you know and mm. they don't realize they're doing something that's just like harmful to their well-being or whatever and you say like why do you keep doing this and it's like it's almost like you're performing an exorcism when they're kind of like i don't know <laughs> i just kind of and then they think about it and then it's like they're just like ah oh, fuck <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, so occasionally, that's like I guess a symptomatic expression of the unconscious or something. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, this thing that I never realized that I do, but I constantly do. I get some sort of enjoyment out of it. But I agree. I really like uh, when he takes the train. Um, and he tries um, to get to Shell Beach on the train, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, that's the express." And he's like, it goes right past him. He's like, "Oh, was I supposed to get on that?" It's like, "No, sorry, that's the express." And like, he, they have the same answer <laughs> it, all the time, but yeah. it's always different. It's just, oh, what the? It's fuck? a good yeah. representation would... of like real world bureaucracy sort of things. It's just like, it's mm. like the answer isn't really an answer. It's just like that's the express, but there's no explanation for how to get on it. Or <laughs> and well, that guy is that, just like consumed sort of... in his role that he doesn't think to question it. <laughs> so it's like that's he accepts that it's like the express them. like it's just the ex that's the express that's yeah. how it is and like if he was to say well how do you get on it the guy would just like explode you just wait on this platform here yeah I think that like that's a, that's a big master signifier there which is like it's like speak, as parents speaking to a child it's like uh, you don't have to know why it's just that I tell you what to do you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, children ask the real questions, and the, and the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, then the parents are like, "Do yeah. not compute." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even like something stupid, like um, you know, it's impolite to like fart in public, and everyone's told that. But everyone's always fighting in public. You just don't say anything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like a kid might might challenge that, and it's it's about like yeah, it's about assuming that and also not doing it at the same time. I don't know. It's very yeah, it's it's a strange logic. But um, yeah, I don't know this yeah, this film. Weird. Well, I can imagine that, um, but, like, the yeah. whole, the part where he questions how to get to Shell Beach to the detective, um, I see parallels of that with, like, Flat Earthers, especially because this is sort of like a Flat Earth set, like, it's, it's, it has a lot of parallels mm. with what Flat Earthers imagine is going on, and, you know, it's, it's also like, literally like a Flat Earth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it like... is, yeah, and it's, you know, because <laughs> you could say to someone, like, like how do you get how do you get to space? And you could be like, oh, well, you just go straight up, and you're like, but have you ever done that? And and they'll be like, well, no, but I know that it's true. And flat earthers would be like, ah, like see, so you don't actually know. It's, I mean, obviously, mm. you know, I I haven't been to space, but I don't really question the um no, sphericality yeah. of the Earth. But I can see the parallels there yeah. with like Dark City illustrates well how. You know, people can be in like a simulated Truman Show sort of uh, existence and, and not question it at the same time, but and just have their brains messed mm. with like every time they go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the other thing about like flat Earth logic in this sort of film is that like the only truth is truth that you can like directly sense. Like you're not going to take it. Um, by, like, theoretical astrophysicists and cosmologists and that, that there is, like, spherical planets and that they obey various, like, physical laws. And uh, those people like, well, you don't know that. I don't know that personally, so how do you know that that's true? You know what I mean? Like, they can only they can only apprehend things that they have pers- personally done. It's just like, oh, you know, the sky is blue. Like, yeah, I can tell that because I can look at it right now. But, like, maybe this guy is... It made up of an infinite, infinite amount of different colors, but like because your sense, like perception, tells you one thing, that's it. I guess we just—it's uh, so, also yeah. that like <laughs> you can just choose to believe the less large hoax. Like you know, for example, what would be the big hoax? Would it be like all or everything I like did in high school and university being like all made up to make me believe that you know space is real and planets are round and all that, or or like, yeah, like which which one of the two options is it? Do you get what I mean? It's like obviously the the bigger hoax mm. would be that the Earth is actually flat and all that's made up. Yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, just choose to believe that the Earth is round because. Well, it doesn't really matter, and that's it. like as far as anyone's concerned, the Earth is flat. I guess if you're standing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it, it goes up and down, but like you know, like if you really need to challenge like that sort of like spherical world thing, sure. I don't know, like when Virgin Cosmos eventually gets up and running, you can take a ship and go look at it. But even then, you'll probably say, "Oh, that's flat." So like, there's no point in like battling flat earthers because they don't actually fucking care. Like they just want to make you angry. Nah, no, no, they some, enjoy no, no, denying no, 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 that no, no, shit. No, that's a misdiagnosis. They no? very much believe in it. Yeah, do you reckon? Yeah, man. And, and I think. Well, what's, it, the, what's the point? What What do you think the point is? I don't think. Of, like, I think. It, like, I think it's bordering on a mental illness with some. I think right. it's this. It's that like, 
for them, it's it's almost like a um, self-defense, like it's more comfortable to believe that there's like a Illuminati controlling, you know, entity that is keeping all the information mm. secret than a globe floating around in a like senseless expanse um, because that is a more mm. daunting prospect to them yeah. than... Um, than having like a controlling, you know, evil god-like um, existent mm, entity. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think I'm inclined to agree with you. There. I think um, Zizek talks about like why, like, um, like in the Middle Ages or whatever, people were like, oh, this crisis or catastrophe was done by God. You know, this lightning struck here, or this like volcano happened here, and that's God. Like, rather than like just be like, well, the world is pretty fucking crazy and obeys like a chaotic um relation to itself yeah, it's or something. Like, yeah they'd rather attribute um, it to something um yeah conscious some conscious entity than just random because it makes sense then right like you can just be like oh yeah that's or, yeah you can re- you feel like you can might be able to reason with it compared to a mm. you know a careless universe like you there's no <laughs> you know you you can't yeah, negotiate yeah. with it it just what happens happens yeah and it's it's infinitely complex as well right like it, even further and further as, like, theoretical understanding goes, it still is just like, fuck, there's so much going on. <laughs> like, for instance, even something as simple as, like, um, the weather is infinitely complex because it can never fully appreciate itself, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's no way to diagnose the weather correctly because there's so many different little things that happen. It was just like, if there was an um, asteroid headed for Earth that was gonna, just definitely going to wipe us out, the ultimate irrational response would just be like, this is so unfair. Like, <laughs> mm. like why, why have the gods done this to us? Like, what what did I do wrong? And it's just like, nah, man, it's just mm. bad luck. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen that film, that Lars von Trier film, Trier film, Melancholia? That's about that. Like, mm. Yes. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah, where they're just like, they see this massive meteor coming to Earth and like all the... All the scientists and stuff are like, no, no, don't worry, it's going to break up or it's going to miss us or whatever. And, like, as it comes colliding to Earth, they all, like, kill themselves and stuff. And the people who are, the people who are just kind of like, oh, I guess we just resign ourselves to our fate and just kind of, like, sit in the park and hold hands, you know? Like, so, I don't know. There's, there's something to there's something about, like, an irrational logic in those situations that I can kind of understand. But in terms of, like, a non-impending doom... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really understand it. <laughs> but I think I, th- I totally agree with you. I think that, like, there is, like, a, a sense to try and get some sort of, like, logic from a relatively, like, uncaring or illogical uh, world. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, the thing that I love most about Dark City is, and it's it's kind of because it's like Cube as well. Um, where <laughs> I bring up Cube in just about every pod. <laughs> I, we need to watch it at some point. Um, you got to, yeah. No, but, we can't because then you can't keep bringing it up. Yeah. Well, I like how like, when they first rip open or they smash the wall open um, to space and it's mm. like, it is just like, oh, fuck. Like, we're actually just like floating in space <laughs> on this like yeah, tiny that- little disc city. It's just such a cool moment. Like it's such a true. It's like the Truman Show when he like takes the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar when he takes the boat out to the edge and like finds the wall. For sure. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It is interesting. But even then, he's just like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna fill it with water 
and we're just going to make the best of it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, It looks so shit when it's done. Yeah, it's like this giant, like, also, metropolis wall on a beach. I don't really see, like, no one is happier for him being in control instead of aliens. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they He's have just daylight. a new king. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that, they could make a sequel right. with that. But at least, like, there's there's sunlight because the um, aliens can't handle, like, moisture or, or sun. <laughs> the two, the two like human things, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, have you ever read? There's a manga called Uzumaki about spirals, and there's this this town where like spirals keep on appearing, like little snails or like little whirlwinds or whirlpools in water, and people start to become more and more obsessed with spirals. And they start doing all this crazy shit. Um, <laughs> It kind of reminded me of uh, this movie in that, like, people were just sort of caught up by this, like, this sort of the, the mystical soul, I guess, in this film. And instead of coming up with any, like, good reason for what it is, they kind of were just sucked into it. You know what I mean? Into Dark City. Uh, I guess, yeah, well, into into this, like, um, this constant desire to try and find the soul. What is the soul? How do we get it? Can we, like... And even if they figured it out, like, say they diagnosed what part is the soul, how are they going to get it? Like, th- I don't know. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, it's this thing. And I think even there, like, I think they have sort of struck on what makes a person a person, which is just, like, these funny sort of, like, desires which push people on. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, but I think in terms of, like, things that can really catch people and keep them held on forever is something like a soul is certainly, like, a big one. Like, the other thing, <laughs> this is just, like, I don't know, a moment where I just thought, like, what the fuck is this, is how did one person defeat an entire group of, like, s- like psychic power? Like, surely how did Murdoch, one guy... With the brain power, defeat all these people who are supposed to have a collective mind. Like they stop time. <laughs> you clearly <laughs> haven't heard gonna... of the other Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that would How be good. How does he I defeat like all see... of these people <laughs> with a collective mind, <laughs> with uh, intense waves like of propaganda? <laughs> well, yeah, well, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch's the like the main dude, the main like alien guy. <laughs> <laughs> he Either sure can. Um, the- yeah, he can. Uh, what's wait, wait, he can? Um, what's the thing they do again? He can. Uh, uh, he can j- tune. They tune. He, yeah, he he's a tuner. He he can tune. He can tune. I don't hard, even bro. understand what. Why do they call it tuning? I don't. There's a lot about this movie that I just thought like, like what tune, the fuck like an is happening? Like they just they tweak parts of the engine to make the city run differently. Yeah, but they don't fix it. They just change it. Like they don't. I don't know, like, is that, so I guess this is the thing I was thinking like the, no, the massive you've convinced difference me between this film the, sucks <laughs> <laughs> the massive difference between like the aliens and the human beings the human beings are like desire you know like they can they'll never be fulfilled there's a missing bit and even if they think they've got what they want they'll realize once they get it they're like oh shit this wasn't actually the thing it's not going to take me back to this time of plenitude when there was nothing wrong I'm going to keep looking. Whereas the aliens are pure drive, right? And this, I think this is where it comes into, like, time and um, the spiral as well, is that, like, they keep on going around this thing. They realize, like, so, say if the soul... Mm, this is recorded on voice, not picture, but you can see what I'm doing. So, yeah, you <laughs> so can. So that's explain. what matters. Um, so 
the, the spiral keeps on going around this one point. But, like, ultimately, I guess if you had a big enough spiral, and let's say that the aliens were on a big enough coil or spiral, the thing that they really want, they'll never get to. They just keep going in concentric circles around it. What is this soul? What can we do? How can we get it? Because if they ever got there, it would destroy them, right? Because either way, they want to be destroyed. They don't want to be aliens anymore. They want to live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, maybe the best thing that could have happened was that Murdoch killed them. <laughs> and also, yeah, like, so it's what... just, like, okay, how about, yeah, they're a dying race. They're, they're meant to just die. They're not meant to fight. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, no one wants to die. Like, I, that's a totally understandable thing. I think that makes them human <laughs> straight off the bat. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah, they don't have the... Uh will to survive I'll, or something i don't I know i also wondered like what what's so like i wonder what the, what's so bad about the collective versus the individual like what is what is this film saying about that because like i mean people i guess it's just you saying know, like, like you know ha, um that individual uniqueness is important rather than homogeneity yeah, I mean, I, I think that's true, but it's not always true. Like, I think working together is something that people need to come back into doing. Like, yeah, communities yeah, working together, but at but their differences are what makes a strong group. Rather than if you know, if everyone was the exact same in a group, you would have extra physical power, but you wouldn't have any extra mental capacity because everyone would be the same. Do you get what I mean? So you yeah, I do. Like, but I wonder, I wonder how true that is. Like, like a colony of ants versus like a diverse colony of insects of all different strengths could like you know they could be a stronger machine because they've got like different attacks and defenses and stuff like the ants can you know the ants can work really well together and like move all the grains of sand like really efficiently but like Hmm. there might just be a fucking bird in in the other group of like misfits and just fucking eats them all yeah it's true if two ant armies battled each other it's a very and just abstract one had the bird. analogy but you get what I'm trying to say well, what do you think about this Dark City is a metaphor or an analogy for the Cold War right like Russia versus America individualism versus communism <laughs> how do you feel about that you need to expand <laughs> like, on it uh, convince we, me yeah, well, okay, let, uh, let me give you, uh, you know, so uh, this is coming purely from, like, uh, an American propagandist point, I guess, um, you know, being in Australia, um, that, you know, America uh, America is this, like, oh, you know, everyone can fulfill their own uh, desire, you know, whatever you want, as long as you work hard, you can get it. This is the land of plenty, and we keep on making all this really interesting stuff, and you'll keep on loving it. Whereas, like, Russia, especially towards the end of the Cold War, you know, like, this collective is starting to fail. They can't really figure out what they're doing. This, is, this, this thing is dying. Even though they're trying to put it all together, they're trying to figure out how to fix it, but, like, obviously they can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I already think it's a good analogy. It's like it, it, the Dark City pushes that kind of false um, idea that... It, it, so, uh, like, on the, you know, the flip side of Dark City. So, the one thing that you could say for it is that um, diverse people in a group forms a strong group, but the negative hmm. you could say for it is that like it supports that kind of like bullshit American ideology, like the American dream sort of thing, and like hmm. communism bad, you know, because they make hmm. everyone into like evil, senseless aliens with no human hmm. spirit who just uh, all do the same thing and 
dwell in caves and and <laughs> plot how to be more human <laughs> i can see yeah. i can see that kind of influence like from that mm. you know that like that crazy um uh like that anti-communist extremism i guess from the 50s there was that was the there was a time certainly i did i did however really like what the aliens look like that's sort of like weird, like translucent bugs living inside of like yeah, dead yeah. people. That was crazy. I thought that little, uh, that little bit in the film just as like an aesthetic touch, I really liked yeah. because like the other thing is like when when they zoomed out and it was a wide shot of the planet, the below was like a colony of ants. It was like round, like yeah. little balls attached yeah. to the bottom. So yeah, I I, I don't understand like. Why they even want to be human? Like, what is that? Like, like. well, because I think that they thought that would uh, help them survive. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. But then, like, if they change to be more human, don't they just become humans and they lose whatever? Like, what? What is survival if they just completely change? Do they even survive? I don't know. Now I'm starting to think of the clock and the spiral logic as hy- uh, hypnosis. Like they've just been, this whole group of people have just been hypnotized into believing this one thing because they never fucking like. There's just one. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on. <laughs> there's just like one one dude who's just like, yeah, we should do this thing, and all of these people, and there's fucking tons of these people are just like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's just keep doing the exact same thing that we've been doing all this time. You mean the aliens? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just. It would be so much easier if you just gave these people the shell beach and shit. I don't know, right? Yeah, but they can't handle you know, light. Like, they have to keep it dark. Yeah, but then what's the fucking point of becoming yeah a person? Like, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you figure out what human... You know what I mean? I like, yeah. I guess <laughs> plot holes aside, I like the darker kind of nature of the film. The fact that, you know, they, they potentially just abducted like a few thousand people from Earth and put them on this mm. sort of like spaceship city in order to do experiments. Mm. That's a that's a cool sort of, um, you know, terrible fate. Like, imagine, you know, imagine mm. waking up in that city or, or just like imagine like realizing that that's where you are kind of thing. So you mm. you know mm. that you know the real world does exist, but you're not there. You're on this simulated. It, it, it's just a cool example of like simulation in um, media. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure for some people this is the reality of their life, especially if you're <laughs> stuck in some like hectic urbanized well, um, like city center. Yeah, or if you're in a country where it's dark, like when you're in winter and it's dark all day this would hit close mm. to home. You just feel like, oh, it does kind of feel like this a little bit, especially like a busy city, like with train lines and yeah. whatnot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, feel. like in that sense, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, I think the train itself is like a metaphor for like modernity, right? Like the train is a very modern thing. It can take you wherever you want to go, but actually there are limits to it, especially in this world. Like the limits are, the very edges, like, so there is still some sort of, like, I don't know, cut off, there is still some nation point where it's not your place anymore, you can't physically go as far as there, right? Mm. I don't know, I, yeah. There's a few, there's a few, there's a lot of interesting things in this film, I just feel like they put too much stuff in, and like, just let it go. You know, there's too many threads. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, tell me more, tell me more about how you feel. 
Mm. No, you've you've <laughs> you've raised some fair points. Um, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> no, I, the thing is, I think it redeems itself a lot for the for the looks and and just some of the scenery is um really well mm. done. And then yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's not as it just feels a bit more B grade compared to films like the Truman show or the matrix that like, this is somewhat mm. of a combination of those two. Um, but then it falls Did they all short. come out at the same time. Nah, I, nah, I think Truman show maybe earlier. Um, and matrix was the year after. But people were really grappling with a lot of stuff. Then, oh, weren't they? Truman show was <laughs> 98 as well. I think Matrix was 99 though, right? Yeah. Yeah, so a year apart is still very close. Yeah. That's interesting that Truman Show came out in the same year. Like, I feel like someone would have been upset, saying someone would have been saying you copied us from either film, depending on which one came out first. Yeah, God, well, it's hard to say as well, right? Because, like... I guess they're not that similar. Peter Weir and uh, is Andrew Nichols, I think, is the other guy who wrote um, Truman Show. Uh, two pretty big names. I think you can't really go against them compared to this guy who, like, I don't know, you know, like, uh, I think Andrew Nichols has done a lot of, like, these sort of B-grade sci-fi films, like uh, In Time, that one with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and uh, he, also, he also did uh, Simone, and Lords of War. Lords of War is actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, Simone kind of terrible. Simone terrible, but also interesting. Like, there's a lot of little, like, little interesting things. I think all these films can come together in this sort of like, not like ham-fisted sort of way of trying to deal <laughs> yeah, with something. Yeah, that's it. They, 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 they talk about something real. They fit right into our podcast. It is real. It's like exactly what yeah, they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> like I appreciate what they're doing, but like, they kind of... I guess the funny thing about a lot of these films is that, like, they look at a problem and their diagnosis isn't to, like, fix the problem. Their diagnosis is just be like, you know, what if you were just able to, like, put your sandy beach on there? You know, like, <laughs> oh, shell, shell beach, I mean, not sandy beach. What if you were, what if you were just able to put your shell beach on, tack it on to your, like, miserable life? Actually... Things are pretty good now, aren't they? Yeah, or it's, you know, I guess, like, yeah, the thing they have in common is saying, like, I think it's just, once it's, you it's, get outside the place that you're in, then it will all be good. So, like, the, the island um, in that, you know, it's like yeah. they have the simulated yeah. sort of existence. And then it's like, but once you get out, it will be all good. But it's still, mm. there's heaps of, like, there's still a lot of problems in the outside world in that. The island is another good one. This one, <laughs> the island totally fits in this one. Yeah. For sure, but yeah, I uh, I try to try to. I guess the. I don't know, you know, like the, it, it was interesting that like, I don't know why they kept doing it, but they kept drawing spirals on the the murdered women's bodies. Yeah, I know. And I, I wonder, like, I don't. I think we're missing something. But other than just like, because there's the obvious bit where he's looking at his fingerprint and he's like, "Ooh, it's spirally." But. <laughs> yeah, 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 and like they 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 look at the print and they're just like, oh, "My God, this is the chosen one" or whatever, like. <laughs> Um, yeah, which I don't fully understand. I guess you could also maybe, like, and this might be a push or something, could be, like, almost like a Nietzschean hero who has just, like, fully realized his will and is able to, like, impress it on the world outside of him. Have <laughs> you really wanted to push it, I guess? Oh, like, okay. So Murdoch is just the overman. 
Yeah, like he is <laughs> like he's not like held back by like I don't know petty um, ideology or like political uh, powers. Right. He, he is able to like change his world ultimately in the end into the world that he wants it, which is bizarrely the world in which he was a child. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I instead of being like I could like I have the power in my mind to make this world a utopia or whatever he's like well what if we just had a beach because mm. he doesn't, he doesn't change it you know mm. what I mean like and then yeah I guess ultimately as well and I think this is where like the because the whole film is sort of about like yeah individuality is good there's something special about it we can't tell what it is but there is like an importance of on individuality, which I think is true. Like I think it's important. I think it's true that people are yeah, to, like to shape reality as much as you can to shape your yeah reality. yeah yeah. Well, I think that obviously like layers to it, like the various mediations and mediating powers in the world are pressed upon you and also upon yourself. Like, but yeah, people definitely can take that too far. It's kind of like mm. you can you know like the Jordan Peterson kind of you know all your problems are mm. your fault thing because it's just like it's not as cut and dry. It's like it just doesn't take into account like some people just have terrible, terrible luck. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and like it also doesn't take into account like so the, um, the message know, isn't universal. Policies. Like you know, like mm. it's it's trying to make that a universal message. It's like oh, just just fix your reality yourself. But it's like it's not yeah. always possible. But sometimes it's possible to change things. Oh, yeah, I think there is certainly, like, there's a worthwhile struggle in trying to change things, but I think, and I think this is ultimately where the film fails itself in that instead of being able to come together with the rest of the city and, like, change it so that, like, everyone is satisfied to a certain degree, because that's obviously never going to be attainable, but, like, if you can continue to work and teach people, it'll get better. Instead of that, he decides, like, I can have the beach from my childhood and meet this woman who doesn't know that I kill sex workers. But he doesn't. And everything's, so everything's sorted. Well, doesn't, didn't he kill the first one, or did someone else kill No, Mr. Hand did it, I think. No. Um... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. Well, in that case, like, he still gets to start fresh with this woman, which I think, like, ultimately he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, like, I guess the so only... he, he get... I think yeah. it's it's kind of fair because it's he's the only one like sort of awake at that point. Mm. Maybe you know I guess the film doesn't say what's going to happen in the future after that, but maybe because yeah, they're not going to put everyone to sleep every night. <laughs> they're still stuck. No, on, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it's saying that like he's actually going to craft it into an entire planet eventually. But yeah, right. you could also see it just like the power going to his head and him. You know he he can he can tune it to be whatever he wants, but he'll ultimately just mm. tune it to be like you know have his like sex dungeons and just like all these like mm. material pleasures and you know maybe he won't put people to sleep at night um, because he, he he maybe doesn't <laughs> have that power like the um, aliens do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's entirely yeah. I, that, I think that's a problem. I think like I think that like the end like the satisfaction is like. It's wrong, right? Because, like, I think that if he did get what he wanted, like, if he did get these things, it wouldn't be what he wanted, right? Like, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's important that the film stop there. Like, there's, like, oh, you know, Shell Beach is just over there and we don't get to see him get to it. Maybe that's important. 
Yeah. But um I can maybe yeah. you, maybe you need to um well being in sunny Perth at the moment in summer <laughs> you you don't you don't experience the uh, the longing for sun that we have over here right now it's just like when the sun comes up at the end i'm like oh yeah i know that fit. it's just like because it's like winter of darkness and then it's just like you really do appreciate the sun when you've missed it for a while you're just like like the actual mm. feel of it you're just like when it's just kind of magical warmth it's like no no wow. yeah i i I'm, I'm happy with my son you can see you know like <laughs> how many ancient religions were basically crafted around worshiping the sun and then mm. offshot into the religions we have today supposedly i don't know if that's all bullshit yeah, I, apparently the language traces back that way like this conversion of the um, word sun to god and and things like that i can see that right because like egyptians had like ra and that was yeah. the sun god and yeah. i see how like sun I'm sure there was like an Aztec and Mayan sun god as well. Like a lot of agrarian and agricultural um, civilizations probably had big sun gods. Fair choice because, of like, god. The, 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 it gives yeah. it gives life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can you can you know it shows. If anything, it, like, it changes it's a more things. Reasonable choice than gods chosen today. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but I guess like gods chosen to chosen today are a little bit more like individualized, and I think that's like. Before the, I guess like credit and debt is a bit different now. Like before, with like Egyptian or Aztec gods, your debt was paid like by, I don't know sacrificing an animal or a person or something. You know what I mean? But now it's like not doing bad things or like you know a lot of like gossipy Catholics and stuff is just like shitting on other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's 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 on you now. AKA you know what I mean? But before like a community catching people out. Yeah. 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 Um, what else? God, I had a few. I, I, I wondered about this as well, and I was thinking, like, um, with um, the the way that Schreber, the psychologist or, like, doctor or neurologist or whatever he was, um, he was trying to figure out, like, oh, what's the perfect... Um, what's the perfect balance? How do we get people to be people? How can I implant them? just for the day or whatever, and I was thinking about, like, is, is there, like, a, a concern or anxiety around, like, the way that psychology is now being used or had been used in the past, like, in terms of, I don't know, experiments on how to make people more malleable and adaptable and stuff like that, which I kind of connected to, like, the technocratic city of, like, trying to categorize people and make them subservient. Because hmm. if you fulfill somewhat, like, say... Um, you, I don't know, you give someone the material properties of being a rich person and you, like, give them the memories of, like, a super nice life, they're kind of happy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, it's like, like yeah. um, like, rock stars, like, say they're ugly rock stars, you know, or, like, you know, traditionally, like, not good-looking rock stars, but you mm -hmm. make them a star and you put them on stage under lights and they are suddenly confident and charismatic because they're just... Don't mm. second question their actions or the way that they speak or or dance or and then you just kind of you know so it's like you can um, conjure up that that confidence and then they they become that person um, almost mm. out of nothing because of the external things basically so it's not it's not really a part of them to be that way it's just they're easily so yeah like kind of anyone can be anything given the. Mm. the right sort of memories and state of mind 
Yeah, and I guess the other interesting thing about like the rock star analogy is like a lot of rock stars seem to not be the people that they are on stage. Like, they have their rock star persona, and they have like the regular person that they are. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, so there's something to do with like I don't know the performance of being a regular person, which comes with all of its problems, and the performance of be- knowing what to do, like being a rock star. You can yeah. kind of like have an idea of what the rock star is, whereas being a person is fucking nuts. Like, you have no idea how to be a person. Nobody does, but, like, (laughs) um, you know, being a rock star, there is sort of um, some, some, some points already there for you to sort of hit, you know what I mean? Like, so it's a little bit easier when you know what's expected of you versus when you kind of have to navigate the ship yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Give me, give me another, give me another hit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I was I was also wondering with the I I had a lot of issues uh, or like a lot of ideas around the spiral. I was trying to like tease out what the spiral meant because it didn't seem to come to anything. But it also showed that the city itself, when they had the wide shot out from space, was a spiral. Was it? Um, yeah, it was. Oh, right. It was like concentric circles going in, 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 in. Is it just um, a, like a Fibonacci yeah. reference? Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, just like, because I think that is linked to humanity in some weird way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could make it like Dante, you know, how he went down through the circles of hell and up through the spheres of heaven. So like, <laughs> there's also those sort of concentric circles. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was I was wondering if like it was also sort of considering memory and time as a spiral. Uh, I was just like, oh, what the fuck is that? Like the best way to like like m- the way that like the mind constructs memories is in a spiral sort of thing. Like it has. Like you might, your memory might be a spiral squished into like a sphere, and you have all these different points connecting. But like, it's actually like conical. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I went, I went pretty wild on it. To be fair, <laughs> there's something there. It's hard. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe like, cause yeah, I probably would never want to find out what the director thought because I bet it would be very disappointing. You never want to hear what directors have to say about their work. It's what the same with art and with painters spirals. and stuff. Like that. Yeah, they're just like, man, I fucking love spirals. They're just like, I thought it looked cool. <laughs> I reckon yeah. they look sick. Doesn't yeah, he, exactly. And doesn't like, he do it in um in Pi? Doesn't he do a spiral on the news on the the stock market thing? Is that in Pi? Mm, yeah, is it? Good, just because yeah, it's is, like Fibonacci. Is that like, like a Fibonacci? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that though? That's the golden ratio, right? Well, I don't know. Fibonacci is lots of lots of things in it. It, I think it comes about in various places in maths and whatnot. But yeah, I think mainly the golden ratio. But I think it is one of those things that's kind of connected to like, you know, um, the composition of the universe and all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, potentially. I have no idea. Like, that, that's, a, that's a big question. Um, but um, oh, yeah, so Fibonacci sequences appear in biological settings such as branching in trees, arrangement of leaves on a stem, the fruitlets of a pineapple, the flowering of an artichoke, um, and the family tree of honeybees. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, 
What what else did you think about the film? I think I think it's a good. I think it's an excellent looking film that evokes um, some interesting feelings and thoughts about you know on the whole. I like I just like the kind of labyrinthian dystopian metropolis vibe, mm. and especially when it is like a sealed off vessel that isn't no, known as to its inhabitants. They don't when they don't know that that is the entirety, just like cube just like the island just like so many of the film or, or brazil even like or mm. especially when it, you think about it in terms of like um certain like um like you know if you raised a human underground like from birth and they wouldn't know of the the real world sort of thing i don't know if there are real cases of that i think there there are like it's like you know terrible terrible thing but um mm. it's such an interesting psychological concept like for you know yeah. like someone born underground and then the experience yeah, was, of coming above ground i think there was um someone in france who was like found living in the woods and didn't know how to speak or just made grunts and stuff like that and they sort of rehabilitated that person Obviously, you also have the children of Joseph Fritzl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I th but I think right. they knew of the outside world. Uh, right. But that, yeah, that I I, not, that I... is one um, I, I had in mind because mm. because they had that apparently they have like I, I read like <laughs> I read quite in depth on that whole story, and they have like heaps of um issues adjusting to certain very normal things um mm. like like anxiety triggers um because they spent most of their lives underground i can't remember if it's to do with like ceilings or doors or something but just some, some like really like weird anxiety that i mean makes sense knowing the backstory but you you mm. wouldn't have thought of it beforehand sort of yeah yeah so just the I psychological think, um... aspect of, of that sort of that whole like your environment shapes you i guess yeah, for sure. Like I think, um, I think the funny thing about like the normal family and the normal uh, like mode of existence or whatever is that it's pretty fucking bananas. Like everyone knows, like uh, when you go to a friend's family's house or a partner's family's house or whatever, that like they have like just little things that you're just like, what, what the fuck is that? I used like, to find that as a kid all but, the time. It would, it would actually mm. break my brain. I was like, how do you people live like this? <laughs> Yeah, and obviously you think that your family is normal. Yeah. But, like, they're thinking the same thing about your family when they go over there. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, I mean, it's, like... Uh, when they're kids, goes, when you're kids, you, you'll, like, say it out loud more. I get, like, you know, you have yeah. a kid at your house and be like, whoa, do you do this? And, like, you'll be at their house mm. and be like... I, I guess the one thing that I will claim is normal and is not normal objectively is, like... Do you ever go to friends' houses and it's just, like, extremely messy? I don't know. Maybe your house mm. was one of the messy houses, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. I think, but as a kid, you don't realise, like, if your friends, like, say they have a single parent who, like, has a lot of problems or something, like, and then it's, like, there's a bigger reason why the house is, like, there's yeah. shit everywhere. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize yeah, it, but yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes there would be like, it seemed what seemed like a perfectly functional family and there's just shit everywhere. And you just be like, how the fuck do you live like this? <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, some of the most normal families, that facade is the only thing that's sort of, like, keeping that true. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the stuff that goes down on the inside is very, very weird. So the facade like, of um, a clean house, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the facade of the clean house, the facade of sort of, like, the happy family as well. Like, it's probably better to sort of be, like, a little bit angry at your family all the time. I don't know. The family's <laughs> a weird thing. Like... Uh, he, there's a lot of competing sort of ideas around it as well. Like you have a lot of like naturalist sort of people. Like um, I don't know, like lots of uh, biological scientists and stuff come out saying like, oh, you know, like you know, foster parents or like step parents or whatever are dangerous families. They do this, this, and this, and so well, mothers and fathers fuck up their kids like just as much. I don't know. Like I think that that family structure. There's a lot trying to keep it together, and it seems to constantly be under attack which i think is a good thing but are you um, but are you anti-family or like what 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 would you change about how families kind of like because obviously like children need raising in some way mm. what how well what, i think, can be I think done differently like i would I just attribute I, the if, problems to like parents being immature and not like emotionally mature like mm. most most boomers yeah. like had kids and they or still had like chips on their shoulder and then they like <laughs> fuck the kids up because of yeah. you know whatever shortcomings they had in their life like and i would like to think that yeah. our generation is a little bit more i don't know like at peace with ourselves now that we are like approaching the age of having kids and whatnot yeah i mean hopefully like um I guess, like, the thing that your fam parents always say to you or whatever is like, oh, you know, I did this, so you don't have to, but really they're just giving you that same anxiety. You just internalize it rather than having to, like, discharge it or whatever out of you by doing it. Like, um, <laughs> maybe this is a bad comparison, but, like, you know, it's probably much better to have, like, some sort of wound when you get hurt rather than just having, like, the psychological wound because then it doesn't have any part of, like, you can't really, like, physicalize it and deal with it. But, um... I guess, like, in the, the utopia, my utopia, it would probably be, like, community raising, I guess. Like, um, and that way there's less pressure for, like, a mother and a father to constantly be, like, and working and looking after kids and all the other bullshit that comes with it. Oh, and that way you have, like, a community who can raise these people together. That's fair. Probably strengthens the community as well. Like, probably better for people, you know, like, people who can sort of find ways around because there's a lot of guilt i guess around like women who don't have children there's a lot of guilt yeah all these sorts of things as well might be solved if um yeah children were raised in the community yeah yeah no that's yeah. that's, so that's, that's, that's I, I like that point yeah like it's it's an interesting one i guess because it's yeah it's like there could be bad um aspects of that but i can see the i think there probably would be i think I think it's impossible. Like I think, but it definitely could be better. You're never going to be able to find, yeah, you're never going to be able to find the hundred percent good one. But I think, I think um, my solution is just I think that um, families should just have to like trip acid together. <laughs> that would be weird. Just like once a year weird. or so, you just have to go on a retreat and just get really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and just work it all out. Just like everyone just got to like gets to have a speech and just be like, all right, you did this and it really pissed me off. Like just get it all out in the open and then be done with it and then hug and it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that could that also no go remembers. badly. Like if you, just, like, yeah. you have a bad oh, yeah. trip with the family. <laughs> 
totally. Like your family start beating each other up. Like <laughs> surely not. <though. laughs> that that, that wouldn't bad. happen. That wouldn't happen on on strong substances. Probably not. No. Yeah. 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 Well, you'd have to have like you'd you'd have to know what level of acid you're gonna do. I guess the fam the whole family would have to figure it out. You know, grandma over here, like the baby over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to be doing it as well. They're gonna get in there. Not yeah, the baby. That's been a thing. No, because I guess that, like, also book. the family like loses health as the children age, sort of. So it's like you know, because it's a happy family when they've got a baby. Usually, for the most part, if they if it was a planned baby and they they're not like short of income or anything or not overworked, but when the kid mm. like say when the kids become teenagers, that's when the real problems mm. arise and like and and then the, you know the the male sons challenge the father physically and or like because like girls often clash with their mums and boys often clash with their dads i find mm. in general yeah. it can be the other way around of course yeah. but like that seems to be the most yeah it could be both it could be the other one. way around oh, whatever yeah. but um but yeah. it's yeah. like at, at that point you know when the youngest child is of age then they should do mm. the acid the classic, trip and the just classic, do all the uh, eatable triangle yeah 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 i think yeah, that's a, that's a funny time, right? Because, like, teenagers are the most sort of, like, contradictory beings ever. Because, <laughs> like, they, they all they really... It seems like all they really want to do is be, like, the most individual, most, like, themselves they can possibly be, which is, you know, a bit of a myth itself. But also they never want to be, like, paid attention to, you know? Like, yeah. Which is such a, such a hard problem to face, right? Like, oh, don't look... Like, don't ostracize me. Don't make me different. Don't, like other me but at the same time i'm so different like i'm so independent and unique don't ignore me but don't fucking look at me either (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and i think i think we've all done that before and also all see always also seen someone do that yeah i certainly have been that way (laughs) as a kid (laughs) yeah yeah damn we we really strayed we strayed afar we had to (laughs) i don't know i think we said everything that needs to be said yeah, hey, look, I, I'll say it again. I said at the start, and I said it again. I uh, do not like this film. <laughs> you didn't say it at the start. The, you should have said that at I? the start. I've been on edge this whole time wondering your true opinion, but... Okay, well, there you go. I do not like this film. I think it has some interesting ideas. You know, maybe it's... Maybe it's just me trying to like no, no, tease I, things out. And... I like it less having discussed it with you and and you, <laughs> you. I think no, I mean you've you've raised a compelling argument for liking it less. I think I was a bit you know because I was a bit caught up in the praise because I I didn't know how I felt and then I kind of you know I looked at mm. uh, regarded reviewers and they kind of pumped it up a bit uh-huh. maybe a bit too much you know. Hmm. Uh, no, it's always good to shit onto that stuff. If you don't know how to feel, go against it. <laughs> Soil and Green, best movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I still think that, like, although Soil and Green fucking sucks, it has yeah. stuck culturally since it was made. I have no idea how it's done. I always it, see references it to it be... in, like, YouTube comments and shit. Always. Yep. Always. Like, like a great reason. You'll never, you'll never see, like,. You'll never see a show like that doesn't try and do it as well, like Simpsons or Rick and Morty or one of those sorts of shows that like is, I guess, like sort of a postmodern sci-fi, which you know it takes from older stories. Yeah, it's the same with Terminator as well. I don't think like I don't think we'll get over Skynet. I think that that's a pretty like strong uh, metaphor for what we're dealing with. Yeah, 
I think the oh, well, I guess in, in Terminator in general, you have the um, the human face, and then underneath it, you have the like the metal titanium skull with the laser eyes. I think that's still a big image for um, capitalism. Like once you tear off the human face, you have this like horrible like machinic robot like body that just pushes on. It doesn't actually live; it just lives for accumulation. Hmm. So yeah, I think those things will always continue to be until we can sort of figure out new ways of dealing with that. Mm-hmm.